This is a podcast where we're almost finished with season four. What? What? That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, right there, that's crazy. Oh my right goodness, there. I have to tell oh, you, that's insane. That's crazy. Can't right believe it. Yeah, mate. The season. funny thing was Paul trying to play these, right, all these different oh. characters. I'm like, He's Scottish, <laughs> American, <laughs> Australian, <laughs> English, Scottish, Australian, English. Hello, everyone. Huh? <laughs> Hold on, my throat shot fully shit. Hold on, ready? Ah! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. My name is Paul. Wow. And uh, tonight we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. But before we do that, why don't we go around the table? Who is uh, on the panel with us tonight? I'm Jeffrey, and I play Kyork. It's Felicia, and I play Mogert Stonefire. Thank you. This is Ezra, a.k.a. KD. I'm Zach, and I play Chris. All right, before we play Dungeons and Dragons oh, we tonight, go. we are going to <laughs> do a couple things that we always do. Give some shout-outs. Shout-out, first of all, to one of our beautiful, wonderful patrons whom we love because they went to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and supported us. And if you do that, you support us. Even at the $1 tier, we will give you a shout-out on the show to show everyone how much we appreciate you. Just like our friend, Madeline De La Cruz. <laughs> Madeline. 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 Thank you so much for your support. I believe that's Mads on the Discord. I have to double check that. Madeline, thank you for supporting us. You uh, are what keeps us going. You and are. We're very thankful for you. Love you. Uh, tell you what else you can do to support us. You can go and leave us a five star review. So this <laughs> review is from Servants16. Uh, which uh, maybe that's Servants when he was 16. I don't know what it is. Maybe. It's entitled, Do Not Let Jeffrey, Ezra, or Zach, da da da. I'm assuming it, it's going to say, Read this. So I'm not going to let you guys read it. I'll read it. Wow. I'm not here. No, this is Felicia. This is the best podcast ever. And I just finished catching up in season four and listening to all the bonus episodes. Thank you guys for making a good, clean podcast. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Servants16. We're glad that you've enjoyed our show. And that we could make this clean show for you. I think that's important. Nothing is more disheartening to me than when I turn on a new show to find that it is incredibly inappropriate. And uh, that's, that's definitely a goal that we have taken to heart. And we're glad that there are many of you out there who follow along with us for that very reason. And uh, we will continue to try and give you a quality, clean show. Uh, speaking of which, we got a show for you tonight. And it is a Dungeon and Dragon. Have we got a show for you. Vegetables. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to roll a giant blue 20. You ready? Roll it. Roll it. Roll a giant blue 20. All right. It's a 14. It's one step higher than last week. All right. Oh, wow. So let's talk about what happened last time. Bruno? On Schmake Believe Heroes. Last time, our champion team gathered together to celebrate after a long battle a hard-fought victory, and they were visited by some close and dear friends of theirs. Zinx and Zalbar showed back up, having watched Chris battle against the Morkoth, and, and uh, Kjorg had some old friends from down in the Drylands. Thorn and Grip came to support him. Mogert, her mom and dad, finally back in time to see her battle. And together with them and Juniper and Chris and Smokey, of course, they all uh, got together and had a good time down at the Waxing Way Inn. They enjoyed a, a nice dinner some quality time with their friends, family, and loved ones. And in spite of the fact that Claren may have been feeling a little lonely, uh, Mogert spoke to him and, and tried to make sure that he knew that there is family now. Look at me. We are your family now. I'm the captain I'm the now. Captain. And they oh, love you. Jinx. They love you, Claren. They love Claren. And uh, <laughs> then they started spending some time looking at uh, these new magic items that they got. Juniper helped them understand what a couple of them do. And Mogert realized that she had a new ability. She could summon Gertie at will once a day. Yeah. So she did that. Uh, some other things. They went to bed, got a long rest, and then they headed over to Cliffs in the morning. And at Cliffs, of course, Kjorg was able to procure Norman's bow as well as his new shield. And Chris was able to spend some time with Gearby learning how to uh, tune together some of his artificing skills as he is now a level one artificer. And uh, everybody leveled up. Everybody got some cool new stuff. Yeah, everybody boy. Yeah. Got a little bit stronger. And at 7 p.m., 
They are to report to the Fortress Frostbeard for what is called the Gauntlet Gala. So, you all head back around to the Waxing Way Inn to get cleaned up and get ready somewhere around 5, 36 o'clock? Oh, yeah. 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 You know, it's it's you get back in time to get ready and get cleaned up. I don't know exactly what time, but you get back over there. And when you arrive, uh, you all get up to your rooms. Juniper is with you all. She says, uh, so I, I actually took the liberty of um, ordering you all some new clothes. <gasps> really? Really? You don't like our yeah. normal clothes? How did you know our size? I have a knack for that sort of thing. I told her. Mm. How did you know my size? She, Gertie told me. She did. Weirdos. <laughs> I, I, I like your clothes just fine, Kjorg. I mean, I think you know that. But you know, you re- you remember when we were at um, at the, the Tower of Sylvandale, uh, you know, for the ball that that um, that Hope and Kel put on for us that uh, that they gave dragon. us like nice clothes to put on and things. You know, it's oh. kind of like that. It's a fancy clothes. Okay. I read the letter this morning. Like your best livery. Oh, uh, I thought I was talking about livers. Talking about clothes, Georg, and um, I took the liberty of ordering you some clothes. All of us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's in our room waiting for us. So let's get up there and see what we got. So you go upstairs, you get into the room, and um, you all have just that. Claren, you have what seems Black to be suit. basic. Yeah, like a tux. Black bow tie. Black tie. Yibo. Black shirt. Black suit. Like the kind of like the long. Like the, sh- yeah, like the shirt tail. to coat yeah, tail. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I was going to say. I was mm-hmm. thinking shirt and skirt, but neither one of those. The long coat tails yep. and all that. Looking nice. Uh, nice. But you, you can also top hat. wear, uh, if you want it. You yes. want a top hat? Okay, top hat. Uh, monocle? Nah, we okay. ain't going that far. So going to go all the way? She's going to go all the way? Okay. Uh, Kane, call me Mr. Jiminy. Go full Mr. Monopoly on this bad boy. Uh, you can, if you want, you can still take go to something. You probably, I'm taking some daggers. Yeah, you can no, take. No, I'm taking my rope dart. Okay, you can take a weapon or two, you know what I'm saying? But you you may or may not want to take all of I your can't stuff, take like your short bow and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. How do we know it's going to be protected? Well, the Fortress Frostbeard is actually like probably the most fortified place in all of Dimmerhold. It is literally a fortress. It's a castle. You've been there, Chris. Didn't you go and, and to the libraries and get some spells? Yes, very safe. Top ten. Yeah, like walled castle. I mean, you know, it's pretty pretty safe, and the king will be there, so you should be fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't take anything, but... Didn't I almost trick their guard into getting stuff? Well, that was, that no. was at the chateau. Oh. Things are a little bit more strict at the fortress. We'll pretty much only be in the ballroom. Anyway, Georg, you've got a royal blue silky dress shirt with no sleeves. Very nice. And black slacks. Okay. Does Georg wear the black slacks? He wears the jorts. Uh, He cuts his slacks into jorts. Georg, I'm begging you not to wear those jorts. (laughs) You don't like them? What do I have... Well, I like them, yes, but this is, you can't wear them to the ball, to the gala. I mean, it's a big deal, you know? They also have the burn marks on them. That's true. It's just, you know, it's just like, come on, just wear the pants. Okay. Thank you. I got a pocket watch too, right? Mogert. Yo, what's what's, what, what's, what's, what's Mogert's? <clears throat> is it a dress? I'm thinking a long dress uh-huh. down to the floor. Okay. With uh, like the dress, not the ones without any. What do you call it? Sleeveless, strapless. Okay, what? Well, yeah, strapless. So, but one strap, one strap. Oh, it's one. called, like it's the called cross, a unistrap. Like it's called a unistrap. Yes. sort of thing. And it's very fancy. And then like a color? slit up to her knee. What color? I mean, she Blue. can do teal. That's what I was thinking. teal. Okay, yeah. that works. We'll do for, a teal. It kind of fits in with orange for Drake. Her hair is down. Okay. And she's got her, if you look at her headband, mm-hmm. it's like on her, and then she has a flower pulling it. Oh, that's cool. George's hair's down as well. And she's yeah. also wearing the For amulet. Sure. And Chris? Chris would probably just have like uh, your normal black suit, white shirt, mm-hmm. black bow tie. Yeah, cummerbund. On the suit buttons, though, yeah. they look like <laughs> stones instead of buttons. Ah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he does pull his hair back and wear a monocle. Yes! By the way... Back it up. My vest underneath is like purplish. Since we're all okay. going, since we're all going colors, it's like a dark purple. Juniper is wearing a black dress, uh, very like sleek, but it has like a royal blue uh, accents going through it, kind of like swirling designs that are like the exact same color as Kjorg's. Of course, shirt. 
Juniper, why didn't you use the blue like mine? We should probably be going. Um, Teal is such a better color it's, than... Well, Kirk, what do you think? Teal or royal blue? Royal blue. See, see, I, I, I like teal. I don't like teal. But we should be going, and you guys leave. I hate you, Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chris hold up, holds up his arm, and he's like, I still have to stop by Cliff's. And it's just like this shirt sleeve is just hanging there because he doesn't have his arm yet. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we can go that way. Yeah, we can go that way. Okay, me. great. Thank you. Oh, Chris, yeah. what Thank happened you. to your arm? <laughs> what are, where are we going to keep Bosker? Is he going to the rave too? I mean, the crab rave? I'll give him a little bow tie. He can be your headpiece. We should probably leave him here. He can be your he headpiece, Kirk. Is he going to be killed or kidnapped? No, she'll, she'll create something for him. He could stay in my no, turtle cage. shell backpack. Got him a little cage to stay in. He'll just keep him safe. We'll put some. We'll have uh, Garla bring some some meat by for him here in a little while. Some Smokey some will be here too. No, Smokey's gonna have to stay in the other room. We don't want Smokey to eat the crab. He's not gonna eat the crab. I might have to kill Smokey if he eats the crab. He's not gonna eat the crab. We're, we're not. You know what we're gonna do is we're just gonna put them both in two different rooms. That's a good idea. Um, just in mm -hmm. case. I'm starting know. to not like you, Jim. Just so this doesn't come back to bite me, I am going to take the Staff of Fire. I'm going to leave the other one back, just in case I need a weapon. Can never be too safe. Okay, use the Staff of Fire as a walking stick. I mean, it looks fancy. Yeah. Oh, that's that's dope, dude. Y'all go to the gala. I'll wear my helmet. Oh, cool. Yes, do it. Excellent. Uh, Juniper has like a big hat. It's like a big royal blue hat. It's like one of those you wear kind of sideways on your head. It's got like this really elaborate looking like flower thing around it on this. And it's really, it's like a, it's like a derby hat. You guys go. You make your way across town. You swing by cliffs, grab your uh, your arm, your hand, whatever. Just real quick. I need a hand. Do you have weapons? Rope dart. Rope dart on the hip. Is the hand with the shield like an expen uh, extendable shield? Kind of like what he did with Kjorks? Or is it literally just like a shield strapped on? It can be one that kind of pops out. I'm fine with that. Okay. Kind of like fans, like flips out like a fan. Like uh, the one off of uh, Percy Jackson. Okay. And then this doesn't really matter right now, but I'm going to add it to my equipment. Scale mail. Yeah, it's fine. Scale like mail's beetle fine. beetle armor? It's cool. kind of like that. That's kind of like what scale mail is, but it's like fish scales. Okay, so you all finally... Oh, real quick. Does Kjorg have a weapon? Nope. No weapons. Just the helmet. Mm. Okay. I mean, it all is right. a weapon. So Moger can call her hammer to her. How? how what's the distance on that? I don't there, know. You can look it up. Shoo but she's also got the belt under her dress on her waist. Okay. You know what? I'll take my Mesa smiling. I'm going to say as long as it's on the same plane as you, you can do that. <gasps> Yay! That's awesome. So it's sitting in the room. I mean, are we like unequipping armor and everything and stuff? I'll say that as far as armor goes, like you were like what? Chainmail? Yeah. You can put it on under your shirt. Cool. So you can be armored under it. Yeah, I have that belt on under. But you arrive. Uh, did everybody do a long rest? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You guys come to the northern part of the Moonlight Sanctuary, and you see up ahead the fortress Frostbeard. And it is a fortress. Large stone walls. Uh, it's a castle. Wow. I described it before, but... Fort, it is a fortified castle. The inside, uh, you come inside the walls, and there are people like welcoming you and ushering you in. There's not a huge crowd of folks here, but you do see a number of people, people you have seen who are either working with and for the king, or they are, can you see, just people you've seen around, like some of the ambassadors who've been there and have spoken different things. You see different ones. You come inside the main walls of the castle, and there is the, each of area inside the fortress is kind of like its own smaller castle. It's all connected by walls. Castle in a castle. It's all connected by, like, crossing walls and paths. But Chris recognizes the direction of the library. But you guys are going off to the, like, straight ahead into the main portion of the fortress. And there are attendees leading you through and different people, servants. And Chicken attendees. Dwarves uh, working the, the, the gala. And they, they lead you in and they, you know, they, they recognize you. They know who you are. They're like, oh, yes, you know, come this way. And they take you through the fortress, and you see, you know, it's beautiful. It is a castle, you know, like a lot of a lot of dark stones, and there are great banners bearing the uh, the emblem of the the Frostbeard name. And you come into the main ventricle, the opening area, and then they take you off to the right and down a long hall and into 
large double doors that are held open, and you are inside an enormous ballroom. There are long silver banners hanging from the ceiling, and there are a number of circular tables around the area, as well as like a, I mean, I guess what you would call like a dance floor, an area in the center um, that is cleared out, as well as a platform off to one side that's kind of raised up a bit, and you see folks you recognize. You see Duron Shattershield. You see Queen Barda. You see Ogrim off to one side, standing next to Nellie Tillywink and, and their uh, teammates, Soren. You remember Soren, and then there's the the dwarf who last time you saw him looked like he was covered in dirt, and you can still see like maybe a little bit of that dirt residue on him, but he's not like covered in like he was. Uh, over at another table, you see Draco Kelly. You see standing beside the table this huge, burly-looking human with like dark brown hair. His arms are crossed, and his arms look like they're as big around as most of your heads. Uh, and then there is like seated off to the other side of him this small, thin, blue-skinned dragonborn. And a uh, sleeveless shirt, hair slicked back, Roberto. Roberto. Yeah. Yes. Roberto! Everyone, with the exception of the huge, bare-armed guy, seemed to be dressed in their best livery. He is wearing what looks like a tank top and a pair of rough-cut pants. I mean, he just looks rough. Everyone else looks like they are definitely dressed in their best. And then you see other people around. You see Vorik Blackfist, the... The dwarven, like, right hand sort of to the king. You see the elven blonde-haired woman who spoke at the beginning of the second round, Leandra Darkbolt. And some other people whose faces you've seen around, different ones. And everyone's just kind of um, wandering around, meandering, talking. You see um, some people walking around in what look like, I guess you could say... Liveries. Sort of like, like fancy liveries, right? <laughs> Uh, holding trays of foods. Uh, someone approaches a young woman with bright red hair pulled back in a ponytail, and she says, Would you like some escargot? Yes. Well, help yourself. She, like, comes I up to you. I take the some, tray. Oh, the whole tray. Okay. All right. Well, I'll go grab another. And she just gives you the tray and walks off. You know, I pretty much wrote off eating seafood since I met Morky. Try some. I don't, I don't think I can. Do it. Come on, don't be soft. I must eat the escar. No, I will not. My dear Mogut, well, oh, fancy no. seeing you here again. Drake! It fate has brought us together. I'm oh, so no. happy to know that you have survived and defeated the villainous creature. What sort of creature was it that you were facing off against? His name was Morky, oh. and he was... Uh, his name? Great guy. A great guy. Well, you made friends with He's a the... dead guy now. Ah, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. We were facing, of course, against the fierce Tithonia. A beautiful creature, but dangerous and deadly. Claren? Fake. I mean, Drake. Good to see that you're not dead yet. I know that perhaps there was a little bit of heat between us on the battlefield, but you, I hope you don't take it personally. No, I've been hit harder before. It's alright. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant, of course. How about we let bygones be bygones? Can't we reconcile? After all, uh, who knows what the future might hold for us. I, I, I can't say what the next step of the gauntlet will be, but it certainly won't be easy. You're right. Bygones mm. are better than bygones. <laughs> Whatever those are. Well said, Kjorg. Uh. Have you all met my, my teammates? And he, uh, he like, waves toward uh, the other side, uh, and, and they're all kind of walking up behind him now. This, of course, is the the vicious and brutal Tyrus Colmere, and he, uh, like, waves a hand toward the big dude. He's standing there with his arms crossed. He's, like, standing there. He just kind of walks up, like, right in front of you, Kjorg, and, like, arms crossed looking at you. He's seven foot five inches tall. He's taller than me. He's a big old dude. Mugger crosses her arms and looks up at him. His arms are huge. He kind of like bellies up on you just a little bit. Not like real, not like aggressively, but like not not aggressively. On me or Kjord? Kjord. I belly down on him. So Mugger bellies up. Mm. Mugger gets up next to him too. It is Kjord, right? And Mugger stone fire. Yeah, actually the people's champion. He looks down at you, Mugger, for a second. <laughs> and then he looks back at you, Kjord. Champion, hmm. that's quite a name for you to have taken on to yourself. Also, Paylor's champion. Hmm, also quite a name. I am Tyrus Colmeri, 
Also quite the name. <laughs> Excuse me. What? <laughs> Has no one ever taught you any manners, ma'am? Oh. The two of us are having a conversation. I wouldn't underestimate yogurt. Now, now, Tyrus. Listen, no need to be rude. Mogurt, my dear, why don't you come? Let me introduce you to another <sighs> of my companions. This is Wisp. And he uh, like motions toward the blue-skinned dragonborn. Uh, she <laughs> steps forward. She's thin, not real tall. She's got bright blue scales, um, big, like, curious eyes. Hello there, Mogurt. It's nice to make your acquaintance. Hello, I'm, I am Mogurt. You can call me Wisp. Wisp? Wisp, yes. That's my name. That is a great name. Why, thank you. I saw you battling out there on the field. Which part? Well, um, the, uh, the ranking match against the, 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 your gnomish friend here is Chris. Is that right, Chris? Aye, that's me. And Night Rain, is that right? That's me. You can call him Claren. That's what all of his friends call him. Ah, Claren. <laughs> all right, all right, Claren. Well, it is yeah, it's certainly... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's very nice to meet you all. Question. Any of you know any Drake and Kelly? Answer. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, Drake. We, I know. Yeah. Oh, Kelly. Me and the Drake on Kelly are bestest friends. Oh, did you say Drake Oh, Kelly? Uh, I, I know perhaps it's not exactly um, proper conduct to just go right out the gate asking you that, but um, I have to say that um, I'm, I'm quite interested in the Drake on Kelly. I, I study them, and... Um, if you do happen to know some more about them. What makes you think we know them? Uh, they're big. I ask everyone I meet if they know anything about the Drake Listen, and Kelly. Sometimes you have to keep things a secret. I have a few Drake and Kelly hey, friends. What? Hey, Kyog. What? I see you made it another step into this fight, eh? Roberto! Yes. Hey, Mogert. Oh, gosh. Hey, Mogert. What's up? Hey, uh, hey listen. Um, just so you guys know, I'm not working with that guy anymore. What guy? Oh, you know the guy? Not Rain's the dad. The guy. He, uh, you know the guy. <laughs> you know the guy, don't you? My dad. Yeah. Uh, oh. the, the Falcon. I'm not <laughs> yeah, working for him anymore. He he, uh, he left me for dead. <laughs> He'll be straight up for dead when, when, uh, when you guys set me on fire. <gasps> Look, I man. Remember. I know the feeling. Hey, you remember that time you guys set me on fire and, yeah. and left me for dead? Honestly, <laughs> there's only one of us that can do fire. That's a that that that's a him. Hey hey hey! No hard feelings. I get it. You know, hey, I was trying to kill you too. <laughs> you were. I was going to too. Yeah. I totally would have killed all of you. If you I hit me a few good times. I walk up and shake Roberto's hand. You are one strong man to survive that Boy. fireball. Hey, thanks, thanks. I really appreciate that. Look, here's the truth. Uh, if there hadn't been a couple of those uh, clerics nearby who just you know, we there, you know, getting a drink, who uh, rushed in when the magicians and stuff were trying to put out the flames, uh, definitely would have died. <laughs> what about for sure dead? What about hundred percent bacon, like fried crispy toast? I, I love the way bacon. he said that. Guy. But you know what? Um, uh, I'm here and I uh, got a new lease on life. You know what? I should be thanking you, really. In all honesty, I should be thanking you. So we um, helped you get out of a very terrible thing. And hey, Drake here, and he slaps Drake on the back, and and like uh, Drake like coughs and like spits up a Hit piece him of bark. Again. He's like coughing, and then he's like. <laughs> And uh, he's choking on a piece of Escar Glow. He's like punching itself in the chest. And, punch- and uh, Tyrus walks over and like grabs him by the chest and like squeezes him with one arm and it just shoots out across the room. I'm like, That's disgusting. Ooh. Hey, uh, sorry about that, uh, Drake. And Drake's like, <clears throat> it's okay. Uh, nothing to be, uh, <clears throat> nothing to be con- concerned about. <laughs> why, why do you keep doing that? Doing what? Why do you, why do you keep changing your voice? I don't know what you mean. Don't. I, what? You're weird. I don't know what's in me. Did anybody else notice that besides me? Nah. Everyone. Oh, are we having a party over here? Bogart! <laughs> I'm so glad to see that you survived and making new friends as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're making a lot of friends over here. Uh, how'd, the, how'd the fight go? How'd you do? Oh, it was, uh, it was a battle, let me just tell you. Uh, we had to fight a lich. Do you even know what a lich is? No, it sounds Ogrim had to fill me in. It's this terrible Don't creature. Don't those things live in the water? And no. Like get stuck on your leg? No, that's <laughs> a leech. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a leech. That's no, a lich, it's like an undead. It's like a wizard who's died and saved him his soul in, uh, in, in something called a phylactery. And anyway, it's like a skeleton-faced hmm. wizard. Hmm. Uh, with ancient dark evil powers. Um, and uh, it was really hard. I have to say, if it hadn't been for having just a really strong team 
like uh, like like Orgrim, and you, she points at Orgrim's over there talking with Sorin, uh, and uh, Sorin, of course, is a great help, especially in finding the lich, and then Brazul. My goodness, Brazul is such a strong, strong uh, uh, paladin. I mean, his his powers, his holy powers, they were very effective against the lich. Well, we fought Morky, and he was the best. He was so nice. But we had to do what we had to do, and it didn't end well for Morky. Uh, hear my name. And uh, Brazul, Stout Hammer, Whoa. walks over. Stout. <laughs> Name's Brazul. He reaches out a hand towards you, Claren. Name's Clary. Uh, Brazul. <laughs> he reaches out a hand toward Mogert. Mogert's so fine. Brazul. Toward Kjork. People's champion. Chris Brazul. I high-five him. Yeah, I like it. It's different. But when, <laughs> when you high-five him, Chris, a cloud of dirt just like puffs out from his head. Oh, this is a dirty oh, Sorry guy? about that. I tried to clean it. Uh, yeah, I got a real interest in soil. Hmm. I got to say, it's, it's a little bit disappointing how little soil there is uh, here. But I went down to the mining city, and there's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of dirt down there in Mine City. Have you been down there in Mine City? Mm, yes. It's nice. No, it's real nice. It's not. It's, uh, yeah, I've spent some time. It's very dark down there. I love dark. It's a place. I've been here for years. I actually was born uh, out there in the drylands, but uh, I came in here. I've lived here for years now, training as a paladin of their vetter, of course. Did uh, Did Nelly here tell you about the lich? Yes. We've heard all about hmm. it. I was trying to tell before you walked up. I was telling about Morky, the Morkoth. Morkoth. Morky. Yeah. Yeah. He was very strong. Mm. Had Very so many strong. treasures. But we were stronger. Did you happen to right. see... Um, so, so, what sort of creature was Morky? Uh, was it like a sea creature, a land creature, a sky creature? Uh, he was a, a sea above. creature. It was all the above. Oh, I see, I see. So, so you weren't really around any dirt then? Mm. There, was, there were rocks. There was, some dirt. there was a tunnel. Oh, yeah. did you happen to get uh, a sample? No. No. Uh, no. 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 Mm. But we did, breathe, real... we did breathe water at one point. That was weird. Oh. Well, that's neat. That's a real shame, though, about the dirt. True. You know, you, you could, you know, you could use some water. <laughs> I'm just, you might, you might like water. Oh, water's nice. I mean, uh, I, uh, yeah, definitely. But um, just interested, you know. I mean, there's a lot to learn about a place by the, the taste and smell mm -hmm. and feel you of know, its soil. I know yeah. what you mean. I'm right. from the drylands. Anyway, that's sand. Uh, it's Brazils. Nice to meet you all. Uh, I'm gonna go back and eat some more. But if you happen to, if you get back and like, you know, like you get your boots, you know, and there happen to be like some residue or something of that dirt. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay, we'll, we'll let you. Right. We'll let you know. All right. Uh, have a good day, sir. Wisp uh, steps up beside you all again. Right. Well, you know, I, I heard some of you saying that you might have a, might have uh, some some draconic friends, and and I hear that a lot. A lot of people like to joke about that, but. Just in case, you know, I mean, you all look like world travelers and things. You've been all over the place, probably much further than I've been. But any chance that you actually do know anything about the Drake and Kelly? I mean, we rode on the back of Kilmont. Does that count? Excuse me? We we <laughs> rode on the back of Kilmont. He was super nice. Hold, uh, just one, one moment, please. I defeated Kil Kilmont. Hope and Kel. <laughs> Kilmont fell Kilmont, on my head. Kilmont the Unforgiving? I... I the, the unforgiven mate. The, the white draken killing of the, the north of a, a, a dwarven history. The the um. Seldrum. What? That was his Hope nickname. Hope and kill. Yeah. The true. The huh? silver dragon. Yeah. You've you you fought him. You say. I defeated him. I wasn't there for that. <laughs> but no, I've heard stories. There's no way you fought Hope and kill the true and survived. He did. I jumped on his back and bashed his head in. That's what he says. I believe I'm so, it. Uh, um, with this here mace, I think I heard it in season one or season two, one of the two. I'm sorry. I'm actually is what he gave me. And while we were uh, fighting the the anti champion team, uh, we actually saw like what three more Dracon Kelly. Oh sure. yeah, the red yeah. one. Um, give me one one second, please. And she she's like starts digging through her pockets. Um, this dress, it's got no no pockets. It didn't bring a notebook. Does anyone have any paper and a pen? No, sadly. About that time, music begins to play behind you all. There's uh, like a violin playing. And it starts off loudly, and then it quietens down, and then you hear some clapping, and you turn, and out onto the stage has stepped King Duran Shattershield and Queen Barda. Aw, look at him. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Queen Barda says. Welcome, everyone, to the Gauntlet Gala. Welcome. 
We are so proud to be hosting the gala for the first time in many a year. And we have a truly sublime group of champions and competitors this year to honor in this gala. That's right, my dear. And tonight we're going to dine. And we're going to celebrate the victories that you've already won. I know that in just two days you'll face one another in a grueling match. And there'll only be one champion who shall reign at the end of the gauntlet. But for tonight, let's come together Let's get to know one another. Let's enjoy this night of rest. Let's enjoy this time together. And let's honor our history. And let's honor one another. Now, if you'd like to take your seats, dinner is served. And everyone starts going out to their seats and they go sit. And the music plays and the waiters come out. And they bring course after course after course. They bring out more escargot. They bring out breads that are baked in the ovens of Dimmerhold. They bring out a soup. It's a very special soup that they bring out. It is like a, uh, it, it's made, it's like a mushroom soup. There's actually a lot of mushroom stuff you'll notice. There's like a mushroom soup and also a salad. It's like a mushroom salad with goat's cheese and things like that in it. And then they bring out a roasted lamb uh, main dish. It is wonderful. It is uh, and, and as they do, the waiters come around, they explain like that this is like a traditional dish in Dimmerhold. All of the ingredients in these things were harvested and brought from the Icefall Mountains and in this area. And you all get to enjoy this sort of special uh, Dimmerhold dinner, if you will. It's lovely. You can all sit around and talk. You, know, you are at your table with your teams. Uh, so you're mostly just talking to one another. But then finally, as the last course is brought around, everyone kind of gets up and they begin to walk around and, and chat some more. And everyone's talking and to know one another. And when that is happening, do you go to any of the people, do any of you go to any of the other people that you've met tonight? I'd say Chris would probably start by going to Nelly. Chris goes over to uh, Nelly. And? I go to King. I extend my hand. Okay. Chris. Congratulations. I can't say that you are my favorite person. Oh. But I'm trying to be a better man. So congratulations on your first place victory with your team. And I shake her hand. Oh, well, thank you, Chris. That's very kind of you. I have to say, I certainly couldn't have done it on my own. It was a harrowing battle. I'll be honest with you. There were times when I didn't think we were going to survive. Have you ever seen a lich? I've heard stories, but never seen one in person. I'll be honest. I was terrified. Before I got to this gauntlet, the worst thing I'd ever fought was a, a death dog or a coyote. And then here I am, fighting a lich. I'm strong, Chris. I am. I know I am. I don't look it. I know I look dainty, but I'm not. But I was afraid. I also have self-confidence issues. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But stay with your team. They will bring out the best of you. Speaking of my team, I'm going to find them. And I turn and walk away. Well, she before you turn, she, she reaches forward and puts a hand on your forearm. And she says, thank you, Chris. I really do appreciate it. And congratulations to you as well. Thank you. Uh, Kjorg, you said you were going to go talk to King Doron? Yeah. Mugger would probably just follow Kjorg because, like, okay. he's never been to a Well, that's fine. You can do what you want. Don't worry. Drake's going to harass you no matter where you go. <laughs> no. So, I'm just kidding. He'll <laughs> stop if you want him to stop. <laughs> Kjorg, you're going to seek King Durand. Yeah. Well, he and Queen Barda are together. And so, Mogert, you follow after Kjorg. Yep. The two of you come up, and um, King Duron is, is speaking with someone. He's speaking with Volric Blackfist, his his buddy, and Queen Barda is staying beside him, and she reaches over and grabs a, a glass uh, of, of water and begins to drink it. As you all approach, she goes, Ah, Mogert, uh, it's good to see you here, my dear. It's good to be here. Thanks for the... Thanks for having this. And Oh, it's tradition. Every year at the Gauntlet, um, we take the, the, the final contestants, whether it be two or ten, or in this case, I guess it would be twelve, and we, we treat them to the best meal we can offer and the time of rest before the final festivities. And I'm glad to see that you're here in the mix. Yeah, it's very new, but I, I'm open to trying new things. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, how did you like the food? Oh, it was, it was great. I've, I've never ate so many foods. Oh, yes. It's wonderful. Very happy. Kjorg, do you like try to interrupt King Durand, or what do you do as he's talking to Volric? Who's Volric? Have I met him? Yeah, he's like the older dwarf. He's the one, the, the, the first time they called you over to the gauntlet uh, to tell you like that you guys were going to go hunt the wolves. He's like the, he's kind of like a, like a vizier, if you will, like an advisor for the king. 
a slightly older dwarf, kind of rough-looking battle scar. Older than the king, or just slightly older? I don't, you don't really know if he's older than the king, but he looks older. Okay. He looks kind of grizzled. They're talking. As you're walking up, Kyorga, you step up to to maybe say something to Durand. Um, you do notice out of the corner of your eye someone that seems to be like kind of like staring at you. Who is it? You're about to speak to the king, and you notice like something out of the corner. You look, and there is a woman standing on the other like off to one side. She's like toward the back. Oh, She's no. around some of the other people. Uh, she looks to be human, very light skinned, long dark hair. She is wearing a like a long beautiful like crimson red dress, which is probably why it like, caught your eye. Very, very stands out in a stark contrast to most people around. And she is sipping from a glass and she is staring right at you. You just notice her for a second and as you, if you look toward her and your eyes meet for a second, she lingers with your gaze for just a second and then she, she kind of like grins and, and looks away and then continues talking to whoever she's talking to. Kjord, uh, how are you, Kjord? It's good to see you. Yes, I'm good. What can I do for you? You know who the woman in the red dress is? Uh, which woman is that? I point at her. Oh. Uh, you know, I can't say that I do, but she's speaking to one of the diplomats from, um, from Venthaven, so... She looks like to be elvish, perhaps? Mm. I don't rightly know her. Uh, why, are you, uh, curious? You want me to try and introduce you? I mean, I am the king. I'm sure I can do that if you'd like. No, what I'm saying is I don't know anything about her. She was staring at me. Ah. But what I came over here for was we're almost to the end of the winter solstice. Ah, yeah, there's um, it's definitely something we should discuss. Perhaps in the morning you could meet us at, at the chateau. Perhaps we could meet in private and... Uh, uh, I do have some things to tell you. I, I mentioned to you before a, um, a boppin filibrick. Yes. He had some interesting things to tell me. Um, some concerns. Hmm. And it's put us in a bit of a bind. So we're having to increase security. Uh, I don't want to scare you. I mean, I'm, you're the people's champion, I'm sure. And by the way, I mean, that's, don't be so surprised when a lovely lady is staring you down when uh, you're the people's champion in one of the greatest competitions in all the world. Oh, I just thought maybe she was an unchained. <laughs> uh, no, Kjorg, not every pretty girl that looks your way is uh, working for the enemy. Okay. But you're right. We do have uh, a lot to discuss. Is there, is there something in particular you wanted to say or ask me right now? Mm, I was just wondering if you had any found anything out yet. I have. Um, sort of. I've got a lead. I wish we had another week. I wish we had more time. I'll be honest, Georg, part of me wishes we'd have never done this. But we're in too deep now. We can't pull the plug on the gauntlet. We can't let them win, you know? We can't, uh, mm. we can't roll over and show them our belly, if you will. Yes, we failed once, and we partially succeeded once. We will succeed, Georg. I did d- defeat the last person who I encountered who was trying to break some chains. Have you heard or seen anything from that Grand again? No, not since he chopped my arm off. See, now that's troublesome. He cheated. I'd like to know where he is. I'd like to know where his friends are. I'd like to know where that... All of them. Yeah. The ones you told me. The, the tiefling. The, the falcon. The dwarf. I'm concerned. But it is what it is, you know? There's really nothing we can do about it now. Anyway. Uh, whatever's going to be is going to be. But we'll meet in the morning, and we'll discuss it. Okay. Queen Barda tells me that she told you you could borrow the breaker, perhaps. Yes. But that you'd have to leave something as collateral. Right. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. Perhaps I can put in a word. At at least, maybe not for the gauntlet, but if things go south in a hurry. Yeah, that that would be the best, probably. We are going to have to put this aside. Um, let's let's talk about this tomorrow. We've got a lot to do, so... All right. Claren, what are you doing during this time? I would probably have got up and went to the drink station. Okay. And sat with, or stood there with my hand in my pocket, drinking a drink, scouring the ballroom. You do that, and stepping over there beside you comes a, a dark-skinned, uh, half-elven figure. Uh, you've seen him before. 
at the gauntlet. You've seen him, and you've seen him around a little bit. He was there that first night that you went out to the arena when they called out all of the, the royal invitees, and he steps forward. Um, he kind of like gives you just a nod, and he grabs a drink and turns around and does the same thing. He's wearing like dark, actually very similar clothes to you, like a dark uh, tux, but it's like a really, really dark green, like almost uh-huh. black. It's so dark green. Yeah. He's got dark eyes, like a deep brown skin. His hair is like cut short, but not too short, and kind of fixed up nicely. It's it's night rain, isn't it? Yeah. Congratulations, you know, on surviving. Thank you. It's uh, Soren. He reaches out a hand towards you. I reach my hand back. I guess this isn't your kind of party. Ah, no party's my kind of party. Here, here to that. He takes a drink. Many rich people. Mm. I wouldn't know much about that. Mm. I spend most of my time on my own. Bad life, I say. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got their own stories, right? Ain't that the truth? So, how do you know this Kjorg? These others, Mogert, they don't yeah. exactly seem your style. It's 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 kind of complicated. Is it? Yeah. In what way? Mm, I'd rather not get into it. Hmm. Well, it's but your, I, your business is your business. I have met them along my journey. That's hmm. just about it. I didn't know any of them till now. I guess it's the same for me. He takes a long mm-hmm. drink. So you think that they're going to pit us all against each other on the solstice? Hmm. You see, I don't really know. It's strange how fate brings some of us together. That's sure. I guess I just wonder. When we are up against figures like some of these, I mean, don't get me wrong, I can hold my own. and I believe you could probably do the same. But when we're up against some of these figures with power, like, like, like that, like that Kjorg, I, I hear a rumor about him. What's the rumor? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, see, he's always yelling he's the people's champion, right? I've noticed that. Well, I've also heard I've heard Paylor's champion. Paylor's champion. I heard he's in league with the god, Paylor. Well. Is that true? Yeah, actually it is. I mean, don't, I mean, you don't have to take my word for it, but this, this gauntlet, I've seen a lot of stuff with him in this whole party. Some weird stuff, man. <laughs> I heard he's got forearms. Yeah, that he does. Yeah, he does. He has four. He has forearms. Yeah, and he can, can. He can like retract them. It's kind of weird. Like a how, man? How are guys like me and you supposed to? We come out on top. I, we can't. That's why, you know. You just got to keep your enemies close and your friends closer. I guess. He throws back a drink again. Well, you know. I guess uh, give it your best shot. Yeah. Drink as hard as you can before you go in, I guess. <laughs> well, if we happen to bump into each other on the field, um, hey, I got your back if you got mine. I got you. He walks off. Soren. Yeah. Keep your head on a swivel. Always. I'm going to mumble to myself and then walk away. I hate parties. <laughs> uh, you, nice. you hear a glass tinkling. Ting, 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 ting. Someone's hitting a glass with like a fork or a spoon. Hello, everyone. Uh, if I could have your attention. We are about to begin with the festivities. Uh, we do have um, music. We encourage you. Use the dance floor. But before you do, let me just say a few words. I'd like to say thank you. Welcome. Yes, Mogert. Thank you, Miss Stonefire, for being here, for being a part of this. This is our history. And as I said on that first day, we're, we're standing against a greater darkness than this world has seen in millennia, <laughs> longer than any of us can recall. And uh, I just wanted to say, and uh, he's interrupted. So doors are pushed open. There's only two big doors back there. There's a couple small ones over here, but the main entrance doors, they're pushed open. And marching through them comes a figure uh, with another figure shortly behind him. He is short, about dwarven height. His hair is bright white, white as snow. He is dressed in very exquisite livery, a solid white dinner jacket with matching slacks, and his collar is folded down. The interior of that collar that shows is a deep, dark silver, sparkling like the glittering caves of the Icefall Mountains, with a matching tie tucked into a white vest beneath the long coat. His long, thick mane of snow-white hair is pulled back into a ponytail. I love this. But his beard is neatly trimmed. It's still wide, but shaped into like a point at his navel, kind of like a wide shovel spade. He does not slow down as he marches forward, looking very like purposeful and intent. And behind him, just a few steps behind, comes another figure, tall, humanoid, but with like 
perfect features, almost elvish, wearing silver robes with royal blue threading. You're in trouble, King. All of you except for Claren uh, recognize both of them. Claren, you recognize the first, although he looks quite different. It's, it's Killmond. Oh, and I just, man. I take my drink on. Yes! <clears throat> oh, boy. And behind him in step comes old Relvis. <gasps> Relvis! Hoping to kill the true. Awesome. Everyone kind of turns and looks at it, and Duran excuse me, I, um, can I help? And then he just stops, and his eyes kind of like get wide as he recognizes the figure walking toward him as the Eldrum. He walks up, he steps up onto the platform. Smacks him right in the mouth. Hope and Kel uh, makes eye contact with you, Kjorg, as you're walking in, and he kind of has almost a sort of apologetic look on his face. I salute him with my mace of smiting. <laughs> As the dwarven figure, as Kilmont, steps up onto the platform and walks toward King Duron, his chest kind of held forward, uh, Volric steps forward maybe to stop him, and Duron just holds up a hand and is like, no, no, no. And, and uh, he steps right up in front of King Duron. He's a little shorter than him, and he kind of bellies up to him, looks him right in his eyes. Hello there, King Durand Shattershield. I've come to see you. Duran, uh, kind of like, um, uh, sir, um, uh, esteemed guest. And he's like, he cuts him off, like holds up a hand. He's like, I've got uh, a few bones to pick with you, Kingling. Told you it didn't like it. And Volric steps up. Now see here. And he just like, uh, Duran puts a hand on his shoulder. That'll be enough, Volric. Um, my, uh, my lord. Duran says with a slight bow. Why don't we uh, speak in private, if that would be all right? And you see Kilmont stand there for a minute. And those of you that that, that know, everybody's quiet. Everybody's like staring. Nobody's doing anything or saying anything. Kilmont looks him dead in the eyes for a minute. And uh, you all who have been the uh, subject of that gaze get the feeling maybe he is he is exercising his judgment. And he says... All right, Kingling. Where shall we speak? I got, I got the place over here. Duron says, <clears throat> "Excuse me, um, I'm afraid there is some urgent uh, business I need to attend to. Just, if you would, please, feel free to take the dance floor and enjoy uh, this music from our best." And he like quickly waves to the musicians, and then you see he and the <laughs> Eldrum Kilmont step quickly to the side. And Hope and Kel wanders off and takes a, takes a stand there beside your table, all of you, uh, beside you all. Um, and the two of them go off into a side room together alone. Oh, they just got to work out some stuff. Hope and Kel. So how bad is this going to be, Hope and Kel? Relvis. Or, yeah, Relvis. How- <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with Relvis for now. Oh, Relvis. Oh, are but, you going to change it? I've got a great name. Well, no, no, I'm not going Francis? to change it. My name is Hope and Kel. Oh. Uh, you must be Claren Dree. Uh, yeah. I have heard much about you, Claren. It is nice to make your acquaintance. And he reaches out and takes you by the hand, in, in, for a handshake. I shake it. Does it break it? No. Okay. But the moment that you make contact with his hand, you feel a similar familiar sensation and it is it's like you're being read you know oh my god it's not like strong not like being judged it doesn't feel nearly as intense stop reading but you feel me. like a, you feel like a connection you know and he says it is nice to meet you Claren and it's good to meet one who is true at heart oh that's that's a new one for Did me you hear him say that well that's nice hmm. not often do I meet such with clear intent Although I can tell that you have had a crisis of, of decision quite can recently. Can you tell me what that intent is? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am sorry to crash the party. No, it's great to see you all. You guys are dragons, right? I'm just paid over sends his regards. Oh, Chris. Great. Is he coming too? Yes, they're the no, dragons. I'm afraid he is not. Oh, I'm afraid he cannot. But we were able to help. Gilmont, we were able to clear him. Well, Pronciana, my sister, she was able to help him. Cool. And he seems to be well. It would appear that he let loose too much of his power and that it made him mad. Hmm. He was definitely pretty crazy. 
He was pretty mad at us. I was unconscious. No, when I say mad, I mean I mean the loss of his his mind, his sanity, split right down the middle. Oh, he did have two heads. Bad, he did. Anyhow, for for now, perhaps we um we should uh, do as the king says. Let them have their moments together. I'm I'm, I'm sure that Kilmont won't eat him. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> what happens if he? He does, does not laugh or smile. Well, um. Anyhow, uh, Mulgert, yes. would you fancy a dance? I, I would love to dance. With me? Yes. Well, shall we? We shall. He goes out onto the dance floor. I don't know how to dance as I'm walking away. <gasps> don't worry, I'll show you. Just follow my lead. Ooh, I'm going to marry a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course you a girl dragon. <laughs> Juniper, uh, uh, Kjorg. Um, oh, no. Uh, <clears throat> um... But before she can say anything, uh, a woman steps up to the table. Oh! oh no. Blood about to be shed. Um, Juniper about to snatch her by her weave. <laughs> Mr. Kjorg, <laughs> it is, right? Yes. And you look you look up Kjorg, you see a woman standing there. She is beautiful, elvish lady. She is, she uh, well, like I said, long, dark hair. <laughs> like a crimson red dress. Excellent. Please forgive me if this is too forward, but I was I was wondering if you might honor me as the people's champion with a dance. Just just a, a short dance, if you would. Have I danced before? Yeah, you danced, I think, with Juniper at uh, Sawando. She taught me how or something. I think she did, yes. Sure, okay. Juniper looks flabbergasted. Because <laughs> <laughs> me and Chris were sitting at the table with him, right? Yeah. I'm going to look at Chris and be like, should we stop this? Stop uh... <laughs> Probably. Uh, oh. Well, th- thank you, Kjorg. And she she takes you butt. She like extends a hand and starts to walk away. <laughs> Juniper is like, uh, um, uh, and then she just kind of like deflates. One of y'all gotta help chair. that girl. One of y'all gotta help that girl. I'll be back. Yeah, you step out onto the dance floor, and it's a uh, you know it's, it's 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 beautiful like orchestrated music, stringed instruments mostly. Mogert is dancing with Hope and Kill. Give me a performance check, Mogert. Oh no! Just to see how you're doing. <laughs> A 19. Oh, my. oh boy. You have a minus one charisma, right? A She's nine. break dancing. 19. Negative one. Minus so 18. one. So 18. There you go. You're actually doing really well. He, you're following his lead. And, and Kjorg, you're stepping out onto the dance floor and a little clumsily, but this woman is is just kind of following your clumsiness. She's just okay. gliding along with you. And um, right as the dance sort of starts, you see the door open again off the other side, and, and Kilmont comes walking out. Uh, like with his chest out again, and he's marching across the room toward Hope and Kale. You notice this out of the corner of your eye just as you start to dance, and then you see Duran walking out. He looks pale as a ghost, mm. uh, but he also has a little bit of a look of relief on his face. And he is walking forward. You see him go to Queen Barda, and he is speaking to her. I need you to make me two saving throws. Oh, okay. One of them is a constitution saving throw, but I need you to make it with disadvantage. Okay. Crap. 14 is the lower. Okay. And then I need a wisdom saving throw. Natural 20. Oh, wow. Sick. Okay. 14, if it was disadvantage. It was disadvantage. So two 14s. Boo. That gummit. Dang. Are they both failures or? They are both failures. Mm. She whispers in your ear. Go. Go. Kill him. Oh my. And then she leans back. She looks you in the eyes. She takes your face in her hands. She smooches you deep on the lips. Oh my. She kisses you deeply. You hear glass shatter about 15 feet away from you. <laughs> I wonder if As, that uh, It's in me and Chris's leg. And then your heart begins to beat very quickly. Kjorg? Yes? You turn around and you see King Duron walking out of the room and everything inside your body says go and kill him. Go kill him. And as you take the first step toward him, you feel your bones cracking and fur spreading out all over your skin. I know. Oh, no. oh, it's her. Someone lets out a scream 
as Kjorg, you transform right before their very eyes. <laughs> and you lunge toward King Duran Shattershield in Can leaps and bounds. Um, you are leaping toward King Duran, and as you are, he looks up and he sees you, and his eyes go wide. And like, do you all say anything or react in any way? Do you do you do anything in that moment? Oh, like I'm, one second. I wanted to misty step and try to push the king out of the way, if he was close enough. Oh, okay. Crap. Okay, and then what is Mogert gonna do? Let's rock. Okay, so you let's rock. All right. What is about Clarence? He try to do anything? Jumping over tables with a rope dart in his hand. Okay. The non-lethal kind. There are also a lot of other people who suddenly try to move. And when that happens, Kjork, you are bounding toward King Duran, and you're fast. You're faster than them because you are moving before they have a chance to react. You get to King Duran, and when you do, your body burns like fire. Literally, your body becomes engulfed in flames. Oh. And you black out and smack the floor. Mm. Now, it's not like burning you alive. You just, like a flame, like a fire, and it, it drops you. It essentially drops you to zero hit points, and you fall unconscious onto the ground. Wow. When wow. you do, you are laying there on the ground. You are still furred, and you are burnt, and you whimper, and you fall at the king's feet unconscious. And standing to one side of you is Hope and Kill, and the other side is Kilmont, and the woman is standing in the middle of the floor, and their eyes are both on her, and they both raise a hand toward her, and as they do, you all look, and a wide grin cracks across her face, and then a laugh, (laughs) and then a black and purple haze and smoke pours out from her in every direction around the room, and in an instance, the room is covered in this black and purple fog. And you hear her voice as she is laughing. <laughs> drink, drink, eat, eat. be merry, be merry while I'm still. still the day approaches when your birth will turn, turn to mourning. mourning. Bring, Bring your, your dragons, dragons your, your champions. champions. The black, black fire, fire will, will consume, consume you all. And, and what, what was changed will, will be unleashed. That's not good. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. No, oh, gosh. That uh, was intense. I hate this. I got chills. Uh, just real quickly, so before we go, some of, uh, well, most of these NPCs we've been interacting with tonight are actually uh, patron creations. What? Whoa. For example, Tyrus Colmiri, the giant a uh, human barbarian, as he was called, was created Amazing. by uh, Brohas. So, <laughs> thank you, Brohas. Wisp, the dragonborn sorcerer, I like Wisp. created by Riss. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I like it, Wisp. Brazul Stouthammer, the uh, dwarf with the dirt flying off of him, <gasps> is by James Rivero. Thank you, James. Why is he smelly? <laughs> and of course, you all know that Ogrim was by Mike Graber, Nelly was by Bree Graber, Soren was by Darius Gordon. We've said those before. <laughs> Again with that. I'm pretty sure that's everyone. So, hey, huge thanks to all of our patrons Amazing. for supporting us. Oh, I, of course, Draco Kelly is by Ron and Caroline Zwimke. Thank you all for creating these cool characters and letting us play with them. Thank you. And hopefully we'll see them again. Sick. We love them. Noise. One day between now and the end of the gauntlet. I don't know what's going to come of this, but I do know this. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. We, I would have, in, boys and I girls. would not She's mind this as much if this was the sec, like the first episode in the first night. Episode? But oh, I yeah. hate this. I told you. <laughs> and we're gonna have to wait a while. Ugh. Hey, you're the worst. We love you guys. Thank hey, you so much on. for thanks so much for listening. Hope that you've enjoyed this week's episode. And uh, say a little prayer for Champion Team. I told you I hated parties. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you guys next time. Bye. Adios, amigos. Peace. Oh, are we having a party over here? Hey, Wisp. No, this is Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to see that you survived and making new friends as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I really thought it was Wisp. And I was like, <laughs> Sorry. Like the Kjorg. I, I hear a rumor about him. What's the rumor? <laughs> oh, gosh. I hear oh, no. a rumor.
that he has four arms, can cast spells, now has a heating metal hand, and is the champion of a god and also a werewolf. He walks off. Soren. Yeah. Keep your head on a swivel. Always. His head does a 360. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I almost just got a uh, like, cramp in my leg. I better not do that. Oh, don't. That uh, was you, nice. You hear a glass tinkling, ting, 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 ting. Someone's sitting in a glass with like a fork or a spoon. It's Mogert. She's up on the table. All right, everyone. Got this here. She's going to tell us a story. Oh. <laughs>